1: Tribalism sucks. Critical thinking is pretty cool. Thanks for being part of American Viewpoints with Mike Ferguson.
0: Well, the 46th president of the United States has been sworn in, and he's already pretty busy with executive orders and political appointments and things like that. Oh, and President Joe Biden is working with a very narrow majority of Democrats in both the U.S. House and the Senate. But you probably already knew that. But what does it mean to those in the conservative and libertarian, basically, spheres of our society. I'm Mike Ferguson. Thanks for making American Viewpoints part of your weekend. Joined now by Matt Kibbe. You probably know him from Free the People, where he's the CEO and, of course, the really, really popular Kibbe on Liberty. You should check it out sometime. Matt, appreciate the time today. It's been a pretty wild, really, couple of weeks, especially this past week.
1: Yeah, it's good talking to you, Mike, and it's it's been particularly wild for me. I live a couple blocks away from the Supreme Court. And it's felt um, tragically like a war zone. There's plenty of military vehicles coming up and down my street, even preceding the inauguration. and it I mean, it feels like something I would see in Europe, um, not so much here. And I, I hope we get back to something something more normal someday soon.
0: Yeah, you're the third person I know who lives in washington, d c who has used almost that exact, set of words to describe our nation's capital. It looks or it feels like a war zone. I got to tell you, every time I hear somebody say that about the nation's capital, a little part of me just kind of dies inside. I just hate that.
1: Yeah. And it's been different since going all the way back to 9-11. But but something has really changed the last couple of weeks. And I sure hope a lot of these fences come down. And I was very vocal in opposition to political violence uh, long before Antifa uh, long before the assault on the Capitol, as a as a former Tea Party organizer, um, nonviolence is not just a moral priority for me. It's a it's a tactical strategy because it it empowers people that would love to take our liberties away, and that's I think probably what we're girding ourselves for right now. Well, when we talk about
0: girding ourselves, I mean, my wife refers to me as a conservatarian, and I mentioned that in the intro just a second ago, and that's really, uh, really accurate. But there's a lot of people who are center-right and farther-right, whether it's conservative or libertarian, who are despondent, uh, who are really afraid of what this incoming administration is going to do. So let's talk about some of the options if you want to push back against what's certainly going to be big government-focused policy that's coming our way i guess option one is is panic
1: i don't think that's going to work out real well matt nope you can't panic you have to stay involved you have to stay educated and first of all i'll say this is not the end of the world and and the political rhetoric that's used every four years about you know america will be lost if so and so doesn't win i've never bought into that we're more resilient than that but there's definitely a lot of things to be worried about um, from the incoming Biden administration, and and I just alluded to to one of them, the the civil liberties that allow us to speak and and allow us to protect our personal privacy. There's already talk about a second Patriot Act, and this one will be specifically targeting um, the uh, what's his name, the former CIA head, actually included libertarians in his long list of of undesirables that need to be reined in. So we have to fight that. And, and there, I think there's principled people across the political spectrum that still believe in speech and still believe in privacy. Uh, that's one thing. The second thing is hopefully a teachable moment for people that thought it was okay for President Trump to so expansively use his executive power because now Joe Biden is saying, well, hold my beer. He's issued a historic number of executive orders in an unprecedented move, he fired the appointed head of the National Labor Relations Board, um, something that's apparently never happened before, as a sop to his uh, un- massive union support. And I think he's going to use all the power-, power available to him. And we can only hope that a very tight House majority and a very, very extremely tight Senate majority um, will, will trim some of his most expensive goals. When we look
0: at what's coming, and you just uh, alluded to what do we do about it, Uh, what are some of the strategies that uh, those who are on the right, whether it's conservative or libertarian or whatever camp you put yourself in, what's the right way to say, I'm going to protect my liberties, my freedom, I'm going to push for good policy? How do we do that when we hear all of this, man, you could even say hyperbole over regarding the world is ending? Well,
1: I've I've lived through these cycles before, and I I remember as one of the few uh, voices in Washington, D.C. that principally opposed a Republican president proposing to um, bail out Wall Street in 2008. Um, It was a very lonely time, um, but of course, after 2008... Which I thought essentially was the end of of freedom in America. We had the Tea Party uprising of 2010, and a complete shift in the conversation. The same thing happened in 1994 when Republicans took the House for the first time, after after seemingly the end of the world in 1992. So I I think there is always an an op- opportunity in loss, but but I I would say to my Republican friends. You better get your mojo back. And by your mojo, I mean, what do you believe in? What do you stand for? What are those values that you would apply equally to both political parties? Um, Things that we used to talk about in the Tea Party days, like fiscal responsibility, like limiting executive power, like respect for the Constitution. I think a opposition to Biden is not going to come from partisan Republicans. It's got to come from people that actually stand for something and can criticize him when he's wrong, um, actually uh, celebrate the things that he does right. The same things that I would have said about the Trump administration. I think, I think that's one thing. The other thing is to maybe focus a little bit less on Washington, D.C., and get back to those, those fundamentally conservative principles of individual responsibility and family and community and neighbors helping neighbors and working from the bottom up to rebuild an economy that's absolutely been devastated by by lockdowns and, and all sorts of other things. We're visiting with Matt Kibbe, and you want to check
0: out the Kibbe on Liberty podcast in particular. What about the sense of urgency, Matt, that we, we constantly hear? I mean, on my daily radio show, I don't know how many times somebody's called in and said, Mike, you're nuts. We can't focus on the next sets of elections uh, because there probably won't be any elections. And they really have, many people really have that sense of of urgency. I try to talk people down off the ledge on that, but they want to do something now. And uh, they're focused on Washington DC. And I'm hearing you say, look
1: at your local community, look at your state. How does that help protect those liberties? Well, I, I think, um, even dictators are in some sense, um, responsive to the will of the people. And, and you're seeing that, that play out across the world today. Um, but I also believe that that culture comes before politics, and and I think it was Andrew Breitbart that made that argument first. And if we build a constituency that believes in the values of of individual responsibility and limited government, and and a, and a Washington D.C. that leaves us alone, um, the politics of it will follow, and and that will limit. and And I mentioned 1992 to 1994. You you had Bill Clinton as president. Running on a massive stimulus package, he was going to pass Hillary Care, a government takeover of our health care system, and Republicans, led by a grassroots uprising, took um, over in 1994. He came out and said, "The end of the, the era of big government is over." Um, so it's it it really is about the people, and I, I, you know, they everybody that opposed President Trump was was claiming that that he would never allow another election. Um, I don't think that's true, but it's it's us. it's got to be us. I, I don't have a better answer and and I know all of the reasons why it is that that government is suppressing our speech and and they're suppressing our ability to organize and peace peaceably assemble. Um, they will do that because you are threatening their power by knowing and acting and organizing in a peaceful way and that's to me that's the only way to do it.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's got to be, got to be uh, peaceful or you lose all credibility and influence. Matt, uh, where do we find you? It's
1: free the people. Is it.org or.com free the And, uh, I am on all of the social networks that I haven't been kicked off of.
0: <laughs> exactly. Not yet, at least. And then yeah, of course not, I guess yes. it, that podcast can on Liberty, which is, uh, which is really a good one. I hope everybody checks it out.
1: And that's, that's on blaze TV as well. So it's a good spot.
0: All right. Thanks, Matt. Really appreciate the insight. Thank you, sir. As we just mentioned, President Biden has had a busy several first days in office. So let's assess what he's done so far, what he hopes to do, the political realities that he is dealing with, and most importantly, what it means to you and to your family. That's just ahead right here on American
1: Viewpoints. Okay, man, this is your time. Maybe you didn't choose this, but you're here now.